0: Hi everyone, this is Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I've got a special guest with me, Jamana Shalahin from The Crew Group, and we're going to have some interesting conversations about the economy and the virus, and the virus's effect on the economy and mining in general. Um, Jamana, how are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you. I'm sitting in my garden in Lockdown in London.
0: Ah, okay, it sounds very tropical there with the birds singing nicely in the background.
1: That's right. It's one of the one of the good things about the lockdown, being able to hear the birds.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and I'm in the Colorado mountains at my cabin, and we just got about a foot of snow overnight, so there's a lot of digging out to do out there. Wow. Yeah. So, Jemana, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background and and, uh, what you studied in college.
1: Yep, sure. So, I studied economics in college, so I went to the London School of Economics in London. And I did my bachelor's in economics, followed up with my master's in economics. And then I moved on to university college in London to do a PhD in economics, focusing on the labor market.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And uh, what, what direction did you do after college? Where did you go after graduating?
1: So straight after graduating, I took some time off and I spent some time in Australia working oh. in the um, public service in Australia. And after, I joined the Bank of England, where I spent most of my career, actually over 20 years, working in different parts of the bank. And I specialize in monetary policy, financial stability, stress testing for banks. And as part of that, I also spent um, one year on secondment at the Federal Reserve uh, Bank. Of England.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, how how did the secondment, how did that come to be?
1: So we have opportunities um, for uh, staff at the Bank of England to experience working in different countries, to learn from other central banks, learn best practice, and bring to the institution so we have specific programs that are set up so I took advantage of one of those programs
0: oh it's fantastic uh, must have been a, a very different experience for you
1: yeah no it was it was really um you know a really great experience i was there during the global financial crisis in 2008 mm. mm. so couldn't have picked a better time because there was a lot going on and um, you know it was really you know it was really great to be there because it was the epicenter if you like of the crisis where things started with the subprime mortgage. Wow.
0: wow yeah Yeah! wow wow and uh, now you're with the crew group how long have you been with the crew group
1: I've been at the crew group nearly two years
0: ah okay and, and Describe your company, what services they offer and, and what um, what their primary goals are. Yes,
1: yeah, so Crew Group is a, basically a commodities research company. And what we do is we offer business intelligence on the global metals mining and fertilizer industry. And the way we do that is through various forms. So we provide market analysis. We provide price assessments on commodities, what will the prices be in the future. We provide both consultancy services in the commodity industry. And we also organize global industry conferences such as the World Copper Conference in Chile, the World Aluminium Conference, which is usually in London. So we are a global business and we have been in operation for over 50 years. So last year, in 2019 we celebrated our 50th anniversary Mm. and um, we've also got uh, offices all around the world so in 11 11 locations um, our other bigger offices obviously the biggest one is in london where the headquarters are we've got a big office in pittsburgh in the united states and we've got uh, two offices in china but also dotted around major commodity hubs around the world so what do we offer our clients? We, we offer them market intelligence through our reports. We do reports on the different markets. So copper market outlook, aluminum market outlook, steel market outlook, you name it. Across the commodity spectrum, we are uh, there to provide research and analysis. And as I said, we uh, organize events and we provide consultancy services. So that's how we help our clients.
0: And and, the, and who do your clients tend to be? Are they the producers or are they investors or, or who is your primary target?
1: So we've actually got a very broad spectrum of clients across the value chain so very very originally when we set up 50 years ago the clients were mainly in the mining industry so you know all the big mining companies um, you can think of would, would be our clients. Um, but we also now, we've extended across the value chain. So we have banks who are our clients, we have investors who are our clients, traders, um, buyers, auto companies. So it's, um, it's, it's kind of expanded across the value chain now. Mm. Oh, okay,
0: okay. And uh, the conferences, are those, those pretty large draws? Do they get hundreds of people or are they more intimate?
1: Uh, so so they're, they're varied, they're, they're a varied uh, range, but our big conferences, which are the World Copper Conference, we get, you know, over 500 people. Uh, um, okay. World Aluminium. So these are our, like our flagship conferences that we do. We get quite a big number of clients and then we do do also smaller briefing events, which are kind of more bespoke, kind of specialized markets.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, well, it's uh, uh, quite the nice service that you provide. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jimana, as we're recording this, um, the most of the world is on virtual lockdown and stay home orders and that type of thing because of the COVID virus. And um, I just wanted to chat with you a little bit about the the virus in general, but its effects on the economy and commodities and mining um, I, I should imagine that London where you're sitting is virtually shut down
1: yeah, it's um it's interesting the lockdown that we have in London is um, stay at home if you can stay at home yeah cafes restaurants pubs they're all shut Cinemas, mm-hmm. theaters, that's all shut um but some people are can con- are considered to be key workers so those are healthcare workers supermarket workers uh, deliveries so it's it's it is quite um it's not the same rule for everyone so not everybody's at home some people are considered to be key workers is what we call yeah it.
0: yeah so yeah. a lot of the retail businesses would be key workers with we- obviously can't survive very long without food
1: that's right so supermarkets absolutely retail supermarkets all open um but clothing for example all shut
0: mm. I think Onla- that... online's
1: okay but no, yeah. no shops on the high street are open
0: mm. Mm. this uh you know china's been on shutdown since sometime in december and they're starting to come out of it but I'm hearing that they're concerned about a second wave of the virus. So if they've been that's- shut down, they've been shut down for about four months now, and I don't know if that's what the world is looking at, but that that's a significant impact on the economy.
1: Absolutely. So um, we actually have two offices in China, one in Beijing and one in Shanghai, mm. and. Happened there was that although the original virus outbreak, you're right, was in December, this wasn't um, high in the public eye up until January, really, middle of January mm. mm-hmm. internationally, and that was just ahead of the Chinese New Year, which this year started on the 23rd of January. So mm-hmm. that when the holiday period started and the lockdown officially started at sort of end of January and continued on through, as you said, only until recently um, in March, they started to partially open up some cities. And most recently, Wuhan has been opened up as well. You would have seen that on the news in the last couple of days, Yeah, and going back to normal. But you're absolutely right. Um, The lockdown has been, it has been varied a little bit across regions. because Wuhan shut first and then opened last. But Mm. yes, we are talking about a lockdown which started in January, February, March, so three plus months. And our own offices, our own offices in China just opened on the 7th of April. Mm. And we know that the government has said that social distancing is still in place. So we are not allowed... To have the office operating at full capacity because people have to stay two to three meters apart, so we can uh, at one yeah. third of capacity.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, as a coincidence. My son lives in Beijing, so I get some reports. He's he's a news person.
1: Ah. And, okay. And
0: so he yeah he's, he's uh, very much on top of that.
1: Yeah, you would have heard then what I found, um, quite interesting, which is very different to the UK is that you know, temperature checks there are everywhere. So, if you want to go into a tube station an underground, um, and take a, a train, you have to have yeah. your temperature taken. You go into
0: mm.
1: it, we don't really have that in London. I'm not sure whether you're seeing that in <laughs> definitely no, not in London, but in the no, cities. I'm
0: yeah i'm i'm hearing about it but i haven't i i I don't know where it's actually being done except in the airports of course
1: yes yeah you also said are we going to see that in the west that was your second part of your question yeah i mean i think different countries are, are taking it different approaches as you would have seen sweden has not had any lockdown at all and people mm. are still going to cafes and restaurants we, we've heard that austria and germany are starting to open up some parts so some shops are going to open in some areas so you know they've been in lockdown since uh, march so you know five weeks six weeks and then partial opening up so I'm not sure if we're going to see exactly the same as what we saw in 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 China in other countries. Uh, and yeah. you are right. You're right that there is there is worry about a second wave. Um, so this could be with us for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. For, fortunately, every pandemic in history has. Um, Ended at some point other than the AIDS crisis, which has still not been eradicated. So, so what? uh, I'm. We're just talking about China, and I know the Chinese car industry came to a screeching halt. Uh, Very few automobiles being sold there during the virus. And that's that's where some of the end product of the mining goes to is the the durable goods like cars, the steel industry, copper, all the the uh, minor elements, platinum and palladium in the catalytic converters. So this is obviously going to have a long-term uh, impact on mining and. It's interesting that some of the mines are shut down completely, the the big copper mines in Peru, but the gold mines in Nevada are not. And that right now I think is a political decision because the, the casinos are all closed in Nevada and they didn't want to lose the entire tax base with the virus. what what is your understanding with uh, operations around the world are they operating or what is the impact currently
1: yeah sure so i think um just taking a taking a step back a little bit just thinking about the economics of the of the covid shock it's important to understand that it's both a demand shock because as you said the auto industry the construction industry which are the big users of commodities as they slow down or they close down then the demand for the metal falls the price of the metal or the commodity falls and so that's kind of quite worrying for mining companies so they're hit by that one shock first prices down and then on the other hand in um, if there is a lockdown and you have to go into lockdown then there's a concern that workers can't come to work and then your production and supply gets disrupted so that's the supply side yeah so that's that's kind of how first of all just sort of set out the scene and then your second question was like how are we how are we seeing this and you're absolutely right it's it's been very varied the impact of covid on the mining industry and some mines have seen a full closure for an extended period of time a good example here would be Alta Zinc, which, been shut down its mine in Italy, which has le- led to quite a substantial loss. Um, and then, at the other extreme, there have been mines which have resisted closure and argued with the governments. You know that, that it's a strategic activity or an essential activity, and here is where the obviously the political side will come into it and a good example here would be um, Zimbabwe where the mining industry has applied and given special status as essential work Um, and then in the middle there's there's a spectrum of um, you know mines which have tried to come work their way around having the full lockdown and to try and find intermediate ways to um, avert a lockdown so for example in Australia we've heard that some um, iron ore mines have been kept open um, but because it, the government consider it a strategic asset but that they've stopped flying and fly outs of specialist workers to sites so to have the specialist team come in but they've stopped that so that they can contain um, the people who are there stay there and they're not having people come in from from outside. And another interesting example is also in in Russia, for some gold mines where they've also stopped people coming in from from outside and and with Russia, some of the mines are in very remote locations and very hard locations, hardship locations. They They have a model where they have workers typically coming in for a shift of whatever, one week, two weeks, and going out and what they've done is they've extended the shifts of the workers to again to try and and minimize uh, any kind of virus spread. So I think think we've seen a varied response um, across countries and even within countries certain mines have managed to get special permission. I think it's worth noting as well that smelters which have a very fixed cost of switch on and switch off many many companies have tried to keep their smelters operating because in, if you close down a smelter it can cost you billions of dollars because the cost of bringing the smelter up to the required temperature is mm. pretty... so so the very very varied response across the mining industry i would say
0: yeah yeah that's uh quite interesting so uh, eventually we'll come out of this and just looking at the supply and demand the, the economics what do you see as being the, the impact on mining once we do start the, the mining back as normal
1: I mean I think, I think there's, a, there's a couple of things uh, there I think um, first of all what we're seeing now is a real tension between um, the unions and the mining companies and obviously it's worse than others. And I think that will kind of set the tone in the longer term for that future relationship, right? Because that's what we yeah. remember. Um, and and some, some, some companies have been ahead of the curve and contributing to the community in terms of containment and stopping virus spread. So I think that's one of the longer term factors. The second one I would say is um, thinking about the mechanization of of the mining industry. So again, this is quite, it's, it'll be very different across different regions where in some regions. So I went to visit a big mine in um, Chile and it was actually very, very, technically advanced lots of automation already but we know that other mines in in Africa are very labor labor labor-intensive and labor-driven yeah Yeah. so so I think what we're going to see from COVID is that this push to mechanize is probably going to be brought forward a little bit you know the urgency of of that will be recognized further Mm -hmm. and Mm. then one final point I would say we're talking about a you know global financial crisis as a result of COVID and the IMF has recently published its uh, its predictions and forecasts just yesterday on actually not yesterday on the 14th on what they expect and they're expecting a very severe global financial crisis worse than what we saw in 2008. And I think the, the, the result of that will be that funding for new mine explorations is likely to be affected as a result of this. So I would say that there will be an impact potentially on on the supply side of mines as well.
0: Mm. Yeah that's no, uh pretty sobering then
1: yeah, I think I think it is pretty sobering. I think um, you know when when we went into the global financial crisis, I don't think many people realised that the uh, impact of that crisis was going to last for a decade. In the mm. sense, interest rates in many countries were dropped to zero, and they haven't gone back to pre-global financial crisis levels of interest rates. And savers, savers have obviously suffered, borrowers have benefited. But we have these types of crisis, obviously the COVID crisis is a once in a century event.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It it is going to lead to a very, very sharp downturn, meaning the US we're likely to see in, in, in a month 22 million people claim unemployment insurance that is way 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 above the figures that we saw during the global financial crisis now the positive side is that we hope that that's temporary and that it's sickly <clears throat> and those workers can find jobs once the covid lockdown is out of the way but sadly we know that matching workers to jobs takes time so it will take time and you know the, the 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 positive side is that we hope that that will happen as quick as possible, so that the economy can bounce back. But we mm. know
0: it's
1: not going to be as quick as the job losses came along. If you see what I mean, so yeah, it, it's not going to be V-shaped. It, it it will at best look like a U-shaped recovery. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I can understand that. Hmm, that that is uh pretty sobering so yeah there's there's gonna be like you say a lag between the the economy starting back up and the employment going back up I think I saw this morning that in the US it's estimated that one in ten Working people is going to be is going to be laid off at some point during the virus. Yeah. I think that's about the number you just said.
1: Yes, well, that's, I think that's, yeah, that's right.
0: That's, yeah. You know, yeah, it's obviously a huge, huge burden on the uh, unemployment program, and it is it is going to take a long time for those people to get back into the job, um, the, the to rejoin the the uh, employed people
1: yeah i mean hopefully i mean i don't want to be too sobering and too pan- <laughs> but you know if if the if the lockdowns do end so if there is no second covid wave if the lockdowns end and we can contain this virus and there are some advances on the medical side not from a vaccine perspective because as i understand it the vaccine takes quite a lot of time because they have to trial it on animals, then they have to trial it on a small human group before they can make it um, much more widely available. So I would say that there are other medical advances, for example, uh, malaria tablets, which are pills that people can take. Yeah. If there are medical advances. Yeah. Like, then that could be an upside scenario where the economy returns back to normal. Um, you know, and people do find jobs. Yes, it will take time, but hopefully not that long.
0: Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Stockdale paradox? No. So Stockdale was one of the prisoners of war in Vietnam, and the Stockdale paradox is that you have to keep a positive, but realistic outlook. So a lot of the lot of the prisoners around him were really positive saying, we're going to be home by Christmas. We're going to be home by Christmas. Christmas comes and and goes, and they're still prisoners of war. So a lot of people had really broken hearts, but Stockdale kept being positive, but realistic. So I, I think that's what we need here is to be positive, but don't think that we're going to get out of this by the end of the month.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I think, you know, it is going to be sharp on the down, on the downside, but it's also going to be sharp on the upside. So once the economy starts recovering, you will also see growth rates that you'll be like, whoa, 5% growth rate. So, so we're seeing, we're seeing big numbers on the way down, but we'll also see big numbers on the way up.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and when the mining does start back up, obviously there will be thousands and thousands of people being re-employed. Uh, but that they'll be making some commodities, let's say copper, that may may not be in demand yet because the construction might not be taking back off at the same time. That that seems like a, a double impact on having a. Over supply again and, and suppressing prices even more.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we've already heard that um, you know in China they normally buy cars during the New Year period because mm. that, that's the traditional time. You've got a new car for New Year. But we have heard that even though the auto numbers out of China have been very poor, there have also been people queuing up to buy that car that they couldn't buy in January. So they'll Uh, catch up
0: Yeah,
1: purchases. So, you know, we will see some demand come back. So as soon as the lockdown's over, people will be like, oh my God, I need to go out and buy whatever I haven't been able to buy. So we will see a spike up. Uh, The real worry is um, of a second wave. I mean, I think that's the, that's Mm -hmm. the, the big risk.
0: Yeah, yeah and uh, last last I saw here in the US our, our uh, infection rate is not slowing down we haven't hit the top of the curve yet and I think that was in one of your presentations yes it's, it's, it's not spiking up like it was and it's the, I, I suppose the rate of increase is slowing down but it hasn't started to reverse yet
1: I think that's right um, and I think it's um, the, the, the good news is that if you look at the trajectories, a lot of these trajectories follow each other very, very closely. So they show the doubling of the infection rates over a period of um, two or three days of, of the number of cases. And so what we look at is the, the, that trajectory over time. And we know that some countries are ahead, as you said, China is ahead then came Italy and Spain, and then we've only just seen in the last seven days Italy and Spain turn the curve and flatten out. And the, the US is, is several weeks behind that, so yeah, it's, it's hopefully going to come. When exactly it comes depends slightly on the extent of the lockdown measures that were put in place in different states in the US. So the ones put it in first will likely see a flattening of their curve first. So California mm,
0: yeah.
1: is a good example where yeah. California uh, was one of the first to react, and I think New York as well.
0: Mm, right, right.
1: But it is unpredictable. It's unpredictable. We're, we're still learning about the virus. We're still learning what types of lockdown measures work. Different countries are using it in different ways. Some people are being stricter about it. Some people are not. And so there, are, there are a variety of factors which determine what the profile will be for each country and each city.
0: Right, right.
1: But, but in general, in general, looking at where the U.S. is relative to Italy and Spain, I would say, you know, fingers crossed, it will it will start to peak in the in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Jemana, I, I guess if you could put it in a nutshell, what what is what is kind of the takeaway from from all of this and the outlook for mining?
1: So, I think I would say that um, in a nutshell, it would be. Countries and different mining companies have dif- have responded in different ways, so there is no one answer. There mm. is differences in how they have responded, and so there's heterogeneity out there. Sadly, it's no one size fits all. Yeah, with some like Peru seeing complete closures, and as you said, Nevada seeing seeing none. So there's a spectrum there. So that's that's one point of the nutshell. What is the impact of COVID going to be on the mining industry? I think, I think it is going to uh, bring forward mechanisation um, in the mining industry to make it more uh, less reliant on labour and especially if the lockdowns and the virus continues as a second wave so that would be my second takeaway. It brings forward mechanisation and my third one would be given that There's gonna be implications of this crisis on the financial side, I think, on the funding for projects, for new projects, and Mm.
0: Mm.
1: there's a bit of a longer lasting effect.
0: Yeah, there's gonna be less capital to be able to invest in that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And for certain industries, so for example, the gold industry, we'd already seen a plateauing of gold supply. And, and projecting a contraction even, you know, now that contraction is, is, is for certain likely to show up in the next few years mm. hmm. Yeah, interesting,
0: interesting Well, Jumana, we've covered a lot of ground today, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners?
1: Um, I think just to say stay safe
0: yeah.
1: well would be the main the main message.
0: Right, right and and be be patient, right?
1: Yeah. Be patient so and if, be, be optimistic.
0: If, if, yes, yeah, right. And so if somebody wanted to find out more about your company, what is your company website? What's the web address?
1: It's www.crewgroup.com.
0: And crew is spelled C R U. C R U, sorry, C R U group.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, it's been great catching up with you, and I hope you pull through the the uh, pandemic um, un unscathed. And uh, hopefully, we'll be at some point looking back on this, thinking, "Wow, we we." Uh, Sure got through that one, just like uh, we look back at 2008. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, well, fantastic. And uh, I wish you all the best. And thanks again for your time. And uh, I'll look forward to coming out of this pandemic too.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much,
0: Brian. Yeah. Thanks, Jamana. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.